Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, farmers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point through the good times and the bad. We discuss what motivates them every day and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on Cooking the Books, we have Sam Esbitt, the chef owner of Whitegrass Restaurant in Singapore. Sam won a missing star and got in the top 50 Asian restaurants within two and a half years of being open. Sam talks about winning the missing star and what it means to him. He also talks about some of his obsessions. We discuss his thought process about creating dishes. He also shares the legendary story about him, Tetsuya and a bluefin tuna. Sam is a real man of integrity. That's what I love about him. I hope you all feel the same by the end of this conversation. And today's podcast, as always, is brought to you by City Larder, the charcuterie specialists focusing on terrines, pâtés and rillettes for the retail market and food service here in Australia. Now, over to the show. So first of all, thanks very much, Sam, for doing this. I really appreciate it, honestly. Yeah, like, Mate, I can't so, wait. So, a Michelin star and top 50, well, Asian top 50 within a year. How does that feel? I mean, how, how stupid. Amazing. But you know what? Like, I still think we're shit. We're not doing good. We're... I mean, it's crazy that you... I, I mean, we all are. We're all our worst enemies. And I still think... I think there's 100 better people, like, oh, we're in Singapore. So 100 better people in Singapore. Better chefs, sorry, I should say. Better chefs than me. And I guess you just sort of, I don't know, it's a big game, this cooking industry. Like, it's, I mean, you know that. It's its very tough, but, I mean, what can I say? I'm making, it's amazing. Like, like you said there, you know, I've said it before, ambition is your worst worst enemy. Like, it really is. You just beat yourself up, like, right, all the time. No matter what you achieve, you're still I mean, like, I'm still not good enough. You exactly, like, yeah. And, like, you, you win, like, Amazing. I've won, I've won so many awards. Nearly every award you can win in Singapore. And like, amazing. And it's so, it's so good for, uh, you know, it's good for all of our CVs. It's good for me. It's good for your reputation. But at the end of the day, you think, shit, like, we can, we're not doing any good. We can do so much better. Or you think you can do better. You have nights where, I mean, in the kitchen, you're like, I'm broken. Sometimes I'm just, you know, you're literally crying. You're like, that was the worst. I hate it. I'm going home. You know, what the fuck are we doing? I hate this place. Then you walk out to the restaurant and people are like, this is the best menu you've ever had in the life. <laughs> this is so good. And like, you're like, what? You know, like, are you insane? You have no idea what you... You know, we just had the most shittiest night we've ever had in our whole life. And you walk out and these people are like, oh my God, can I take a photo? Oh, insane. I think that's so familiar to so many people. You know, that I mean, shit... Exactly, I think... Them shit services, sometimes you, you literally do, um, do produce some of the best food. Do you know, like... When you're tinkering on the edge, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's true. I think you, but it's like it's it's tough because it almost. I mean, this is I'm here every single day. You work here. I have the life. I'm just you just work, 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 and that's why if some little thing goes wrong. It's such a, it's nothing. Like let's be honest, something goes wrong, and it's, it's nothing. It's not the end of the world. But because you're here every day and you're working your fucking ass off. And it's your whole entire life. One little thing, you're like, ah, we could have done better. Or, you know, we're shit. We can't do it. We're rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take it. You take it very personally and very serious. 
It's crazy, yeah. It's a crazy, it's a cra- it's yeah. a crazy game like that. And like when you know people say, and it's so true when you boil it all down, it's only food. Do you know what I mean? It's only a meal. But it just you just lay you just lay everything out there, don't you? Your heart, your soul, and everything exactly in there. You're given. And then I'm just a chef. I'm just trying to cook. You know, so I'm still learning. I'm still trying to learn how to cook. And then, but you put every little. You know, you're giving your whole everything you can give into trying to make these, you know, people that come in, trying to give them the best experience and trying to give them, make them happy and they're going to walk out and be like, oh my God, the best meal I've ever had. You know, but Tom, I mean, it doesn't always work that way, but that's, how, that's the main, that's the goal anyway. I know, and I, I, I think about this, about like, um, when you do staff food, you know, when you're uh, like an apprentice, you know, like an apprentice, shift apart, you get a job yeah. at a new place and doing staff food for the first time is pretty scary, you know? Like, there's all these chefs that you don't really know, especially if it's in the first week or two, you know? You're like, fuck, like... Oh, my God. You, 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 need to, you need to step up. Yeah, exactly. You leave your, your, your fellow, you know, your work colleagues, and you see your name, it's, like, highlighted or whatever it might be, or ringed or whatever it might be, whatever kitchen, and it's like, shit, yeah. I'm on staff food on Tuesday next week. Oh, man. And so that feeling that you get is just like, like you say, when you're writing the menus and you're, it's your restaurant, you know, you're putting yourself out there every t- every day to critics and, and all that. Do you know what I mean? It's like staff food. Oh, my God. But, but on steroids. Well, especially you know now. I mean? it's in, exactly. And I rate, like, I rate chefs in the kitchen by their staff meal. Yeah, of course. Like, you, it's a, I mean, I, and that is probably the scariest thing you do in the kitchen because, you, like you said, you're cooking for chefs. All the guys you're cooking for, they know how to cook and they, you know, they know what, if something's seasoned or if something's burnt or if something's overcooked. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, exactly the same. If, if I'm doing, I'm writing a menu, I'm cooking into these people. This day and age, you can, I mean, they can go straight back home. They're on TripAdvisor. They're on Instagram. They're on, uh, it's like, there is a billion different things they can just flag you off. Yeah, and go, exactly. you know, and it's, it's very tough. It is. But just really quickly going back on that stuff, Staff food, like I've never, mm. I've never, ever, ever met a good chef, a, a chef that cares ever. Every good chef I know cares about the staff food. Do you know what I mean? No, oh my God, no, yeah. no good, yeah. chef, no good chef in the kitchen is going. I'm on staff dinner. Oh, I'm just going to make fucking, you know, I'm, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to boil the pasta. I don't care. I'll just make a shit. I'll just add exactly. some cream or whatever. And if you do, you look you, exactly. And if you do, you're the biggest twat in the kitchen because you know what I mean yeah exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. if I do stuff well I mean I do stuff now here we, we've got a, I'm on the roster and I, I still you know I'm trying to impress all these other guys if I put up a shit stuff they're like fuck you know chef can't cook for shit you know what I mean yeah like, yeah I'm, exactly I'm, I'm still stressing now and I'm bloody I own the place I'm still shitting myself <laughs> with stuff now because <laughs> you know what I mean like it doesn't change yeah exactly and technically exactly. I can tell these guys where to go but I'm still shitting myself to make sure you know, even if I'm in the shit and I'm making, you know, the quickest pasta, like, you know, 10 minute pasta, I'm putting fucking everything I can into that, so I don't know if yeah. I can, you know, I don't know what's funny. Double checking the seeds. Exactly. Adding lemon. Yeah, like, I still it, find it stressful. You know, yeah, trying to balance it between the acidity and the fat and all, yeah, for sure. Anyway, before we get into what the restaurant, I should have asked you what the restaurant was called, but we'll just, uh, let's, let's ask a quick question about Mission Star. Because honestly, I'm over the moon for you, Sam. I, I, when I found out, I was mm. absolutely Amazing. soaked. I was, honestly, I was so happy for you. But what, where and I, never, you? I didn't think we were going to get it, to be fair. So that was what I was going to say. Where were you, and how did you find out that you'd got it? I think, um, I mean, I had heard that other people had um, been notified. And then I just, I mean, I didn't think, I thought, 
I mean, we got last year, so I thought this year maybe if we kept doing what we're doing, and I did not think last year we were going to get it because I never, you know, like I was saying before, I think we've we've got so much room to improve, and our consistency is not there, and blah 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 blah. But I, I was basically in the morning. I think I know it was like early in the morning. You just I got an email saying I've been invited to the Michelin Awards. Oh. And I mean, you don't get told you've got anything, but I thought, fuck, you're getting an invite. Like, yeah, what they bring you for? Look what you could have won. If you pretty embarrassing if you get there all. For, yeah, yeah, I got my best, my best uh, t-shirt on, and uh, yeah, yeah, how embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I mean, I mean it's basically there. You, you know, not to tell anyone, blah 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 blah. So you're like, fuck, we might have something. How cool? Did you know? That you, did, yeah, because yeah, because. They come in, they come in and they'll have dinner, or they'll have lunch, get lunch or dinner, and then they actually will introduce themselves at the end and say, you know, blah, 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 I'm from Michelin, um, and then obviously you, you go, fuck, shit yourself, what did they eat, fucking hell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like, that table, what are, he, he was such a prick. Anyway, <laughs> and you know, like the, the first time it was, it was this, you know, it was, I guess, it was this old French man who you probably thought would be a Michelin inspector and I think I said a briefing oh this guy's Michelin like taking the piss and then at the end he, he was actually the Michelin, one of the Michelin guys and so uh, you're like fuck no I should have really I should have taken notice would have got three yeah. stars but this year they came in for lunch actually it was, ta- it was a table of two and because I run a lot of food in the restaurant so I went to the table and when I they came for lunch and I was you know, like how are you going blah 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 and I and I when they looked at me, they were almost like shocked. So I think they thought, fuck, we've been called out. Because <laughs> oh, like, yeah, we, yeah. we were really, we were actually really busy. And they were the, the first table I went to. And I think they thought, like, shit, like, he, he knows or something. So they were looking in, like, so surprised. And did you sort of say that? Uh, court, no, I was like, fuck, I had no idea. I was in the shit. Oh. I was running around like a bloody dickhead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, they're like, the manager comes in and says, ah, oh, table, I can't remember, table three is Michelin and I thought oh you're kidding because we were like we're always in the shit for stuff it was a busy day we're all running around like idiots but I thought oh how embarrassing and then they speak to you but I actually spoke to them and I said like how like how does it like I, I have no idea how it even works like how does it you know and so I said yeah. to them how does it work and they and I said because now I know who you are so I said you come back I know you're Michelin guy and he basically said well he They'll never come back to the restaurant, or not, in, you know, not for a few more years or whatever. And he said, like they, he said they have to introduce themselves because they need information. You know, they need to know. You know, they like to meet the chef. They came in and looked in the kitchen. They were asking questions. They were, you know, looking at the wine list. But they were really cool. Like I don't know, it's intimidating. How old? Think, Shit, like this. Ah, there was. It was an English guy, maybe in his forties. Like lit, like such a nice guy. Like we, it was, it was a legend. And then there was a uh, Singaporean lady. Uh, what a job! What a job, mate! That's what I said to them. I said, "Shit, how do you get into this? Like, I'm in the wrong business." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sweating my ass off in the kitchen, and they they get to eat everywhere. The freaks in the best restaurants. Yeah, yeah exactly. So let's before I should have said right at the beginning. What? Well, tell us a little bit about your restaurant. What's it called? And obviously, it's in Singapore. You just mentioned that, but what's the restaurant called? And how long has it been mm. open? So, White Grass is the restaurant name in Singapore, as I said before. We've been open two and a half years, or maybe a bit more, probably closer to three years. So it's only very, very new. I'm doing, I say modern Australian fine dining, but like to be honest, I don't even know what that means. And I get asked the question all the time, and I say, I've got no idea. You know, I'm an Aussie, and I have a restaurant. I've opened a fine dining restaurant, so modern Australian it is. 
Um, yeah. But I cook whatever I want. And to be honest, like, we're, we're in Singapore, and I think I think the reason why we're doing so well in Singapore is because we're doing something that's different, but we don't have any boundaries. I'm cooking some Asian food. I'm cooking French. I'm, I'm mixing all my cuisines. I'm just trying to do... I'm cooking food I like. Yeah, yeah. What I think is tasty. Yeah, well, um, I am... Um, a lot of restaurants I, here, French, Italian, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I did a stage one time at a place called, uh, with a guy called Tom Kitchen. I don't know if you know. He used to have 21212 in, um, in Scotland, in Edinburgh, and he also had Juniper yeah. in, um, in, just outside yeah. Manchester. I did a stage there, and afterwards we were chatting, and he said, and I said, oh, what, you know, is it good having your own restaurant? And he said, you know the best thing about having your own restaurant? He said, is you can cook whatever you want. That's what he says. He said, you know, I can exactly. just cook. I can cook whatever I want to do. I'm not told what to cook. I'll cook whatever I want to exactly. cook. That's what I want to do. So it's funny that, you know, that was with the 15 years, it was a long time, 15 years ago or something. And now, you know, 15 years later, you're saying exactly the same thing, which is pretty, pretty good, really. And it, it's true because usually, you know, you work for, you're working for people. So even though you want to do something, you still have to get permission and you still have to ask. And so when you've got your own place, I mean, at the start, you're like, can I... Can I do this? Just thinking of yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> you're almost trained into you have to ask someone or you need to get someone's approval to do this or, you know what I mean? Where now yeah. it's like, like, shit, you know? I hate that dish, we're taking it off. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. Oh, I, yeah. I like, you like it for like a week and you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Like, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't say you do it, dish, you're like, the best like, dish in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then a day later, it's fucking the worst dish you've ever had. And what a, what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right, yeah, I'm with you. Before, you um, yeah. before we get into the food um, and, and all about that, I, was, I know that you're really into your plates and your crockery and you spend a lot of time and a lot of yeah, energy well, on, on that. Can you just tell us a little bit about, about the process you go through with your plates? I mean, it's a nightmare. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a problem because some of them, are, they're not cheap. I, I usually will be coming up with... You know, I'm coming up with a dish, and I'm, I've been working on the dish for so long. But I also then start working on what it's going to go in, and what, what a sort of it could be the shape of a bowl or a design of a plate. And then just that process alone is a nightmare because you either have to try and research to find it, or get someone to make it, and then talk to them. But I don't know. For me, I love going to a restaurant, and it. You know, I'm looking, I'm the first one to, if there's a cool plate, I'm picking it up, looking at the bottom, I'm taking a photo of the name, you know, I'm stealing that plate. Or I'm looking at, um, you know, I'm looking at just something, at a knife, a fork, a spoon. For me, that's the whole, the whole experience. And yeah. It's okay. a bit interesting. I mean, I hate going somewhere and they've got the same plate, same cutlery for every dish, you know, make it, I'm trying to make it a bit, for me, it's a bit interesting and having a bit of fun. And I've got an obsession, like I love plates. I might have one plate that's just for one dish. Oh, and really? Sometimes we don't use it. We, sometimes we don't use it again because I'm like, fuck, oh, it doesn't go with any other dish but that. I love yeah, I've got to say that. Don't tell anyone that because it'll kill me. That dish you do or you did with the hands, honestly, Sam, I swear that, that was one of the, honestly, I'm not just saying it, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I really, honestly, that, that really hit uh, so many notes for me. You know, not, you know when just you resonate you know, like, something? Yeah, like that is, I actually, I've seen that, that plate, um, I think, like, fuck, it was years ago, I think it was Men Racer, um, did a little dish and it had that hand, hand plate, and I've seen it and I was like, 
that is the best thing I've ever fucking seen in my life because there's nothing. I mean, that's so. I don't know what the word is, but like, it's almost like you're, you're eating out of someone's hand. It's so. I don't know what the word is, but it's just there's something so special about that. It is. It's actually. And so I was, I was researching. Yeah, yeah. It, I was researching. Just, I had to get that plate. Oh, so that's the exact plate that someone else has used, is it? You, that, that yeah, like I, no, like I had, I had seen. I think I seen it on Instagram, and I thought, fuck, that is the most. I thought that is so cool. And then yeah. I was, I'm researching hand plates, hand, all sorts of fucking weird shits coming up. And then yeah. finally, this guy actually walked in, and and he he had them. I was like, <laughs> I said, you know how long I'll be looking for this plate? But they're they're amazing, and it's actually a. Um, it's a French designer, French, um, I think it's an artist actually, and there's two hands on it. But if you, the plate is made so amazing that you lift the plate up and it's like the back, the back of the hand, it's like, it's, uh, it's amazing. What, underneath amazing. is the back of the hands? Underneath is the back of the hands. Oh like my it is, God, uh, it's, so, it's stunning. And like to perfection, like it's, you can even see, you see all the lines in the hands. One of the hands, it's a guy's hand, and it's got, like, a ring, and you can actually see all detail. Like, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, and, like, I look at that as well a bit in the sense of, like, going right back to the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Like, even, like, exactly. scoop, yeah, scoop, but... scooping up water to survive as, like, you know, as whatever what I mean. There's something, be. I don't know the word is, but it's something just so, I don't know. It's like you're eating off someone's hand. And, yeah, like, for me, it's almost like I'm serving it, and, you, you know, you just, yeah, you're right. It's like almost like scooping water and giving it uh, amazing. Yeah, or, or like you know, like um, like resembles like you know when someone giving out bread back in the day, you know, something yeah, it's like breaking whatever. bread together, breaking bread and yeah, and all like just it just it just hits so many notes. You know, like like you say, I just yeah. thought that I just thought that is just genius. That's probably the best thing I've seen in it, on Instagram. I yeah, love that. Amazing. I love it. And like it's. Yeah, and I mean that's not I, you know I've I've I obviously seen that somewhere else. It's not I didn't come up with the plate. But yeah, that yeah. is like when I seen it too. I was the same when I seen it. I thought, fuck, like I have to get them. There's something, I don't know. There's something amazing about it. And to be honest, like the plate's huge. Like it's, it's way bigger than probably what I would ever get. Like it's a giant plate, but there's something it's about it. it. You just like, like it's fucking huge. I mean, you put it down in front of people, and people are just like blown away. Like, oh, for holy sure. Shit. 100%. And then, and then, and then you do. Then you've got like the sturgeon, haven't you? You've got the sturgeon, and, the, and you do the caviar. Yeah, that's sturgeon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now that's, that, that's the sort of thing, like, that's beautiful, that plate is, that's all hand-painted, like, that, I mean, no one's allowed to touch them plates but me, because they are so fucking expensive. I want to tell you about a company, actually, I, mean, I can't remember if I've told you about this in the past when we talked, but I used to work at a company called Jersey Pottery, did they ever tell you this story? So back in no. the day, I worked, right, back in the day, there's this place, it's an island just off, it's in the, um, it's next to France, England only, but it's an island off, just off France, in between France and England kind of thing. And there's a pottery, and I used to work there anyway as a chef. They had this beautiful restaurant there. But back in the day, I worked there. It's what it's oh, called right. Jersey, Jersey Pottery, and they make all handmade plates. You're gonna, you'll love this. And they do like mussels and they'll octopus and they're like whatever. And you'll probably what is it, get Jersey it. Pottery. Yeah, you'll love it. Tom, you know, I'll tell you this God's honest truth, right? This is a God's honest truth, and it? it's really shit. When you won the star, I was trying yeah. to get some organised. A, a, a set of plates organised to send to you to say congratulations. I never, I, I just, I, oh. you know, you just don't get it organised and all that. But I swear, I thought, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to send it to as a congratulations. But I never did and I was, and it bugged me and it bugged me and then it got too late and I thought, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> one day, oh, I, I, will, I will buy them. I did. I, I, I thought myself one day, and I told you that, so I promise you, one day I will buy you a set of them plates. But it's called Jersey You're Pottery. Amazing. It's called Jersey Pottery, and I think, yeah, I think you might, you might like some of them. Fuck, yeah, I love so. it. Yeah, I'll have a look. Jersey Pottery. I love yeah. it. I'm obsessed with them, and, and sometimes I find the plate, and I'm just like, fuck, I love that plate. And then I try and come up with a dish just to go with the plate. Like, it's, you know, like, like the, the plate actually comes first. Yeah, far out. That is an obsession, you're right. Well, um, yeah. now you have a star, what, what, what's the goal? Is the goal, obviously, to retain the star is probably the first goal, but is it, let's, let's keep pushing, let's try and get a second star? Is that, is that your, you know, your dream? Is it to get three stars? Or, yeah, but you know? I remember being the, like, first year apprentice, and, you know, I had all the, probably the same as you, you have all the Marco books, you've got, you know, all that, Nico, you've got all these legends, John Burton Race, all these English guys that have Mission Stars. Yeah. Like, all these legends, I've, like, I've got all their books, you know, from when I was a first year apprentice. And all yeah. I ever wanted, I thought to myself, like, all I want to do is I'm going to get a Mission Star, and I'm going to be the best chef in the world, and I'm going to be like these, and, you know, that's all I cared about. And, like, now, I almost don't give a shit. To be fair, like, amazing that we got the star because, I mean, amazing. And yeah. no one can ever take that away from me. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, like, fuck, I did it. I, you know. Especially you know, from an opening. Which is amazing. Especially from an opening. Hey? Exactly, yeah. from an opening. Not like you went there, you exactly. retained this. It used to have a star and it's a new restaurant in that building. It's, it's from, from nothing to a star within three it's, years or whatever it was. Exactly, yeah. And we did, and, and we did everything like we design the the restaurant we like we do absolutely everything so it's almost like you know like far out you know we're not we're not shit like you know, we do actually know what we're doing you know and we make yeah, all of it up you're like you know it's a bit of a it's a good pat on the back but you know at the end of the day like now like i said when i was when i was an apprentice that's all i want now it's not i don't care but it's more important that the restaurant's busy like if we lost we lost the star you know, sure, we lost it, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't be the end of the world for me, to be honest. And wouldn't it? That's good. I'm not That's good. No, which I know a lot of the a lot of other chefs and my mates are just like, oh my god, the star, the star, we have to keep it. And you're like, you know what? But we got the star just doing what we're doing. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we just keep doing what we're doing. Like we're not pushing for two stars. If we get it, like amazing. If we don't, like who cares? It's really yeah. weird that. I used to, all I wanted was, oh my God, you have to get a mission star and you have to be these chefs and you have to be doing this. And now I just want to, honestly, I'm just cooking food. I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to cook. I'm still playing around with flavors and I'm still trying to develop my own style, really. And then we just see what happens. If we keep the star, amazing. If we don't, amazing. Like, who cares? As long as the rest, you know, the restaurant's here and people are coming in and people are walking out and they're enjoying it. That's more important now than I think all wards. That's great. That, yeah. no, that's, it's great to hear, to be honest, because, you know, like you say, someone who loses, you hear some really sad stories, you know, we won't get into it, but you hear some really sad stories about people, you know, like exactly. marriages and partners and, you know, life sometimes. Yeah, like, and, you know, yeah. and it, over, over something like that, like over an accolade. Like, but anyway, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing. And and hope you know exactly, man. Yeah, well, I, I hope you do. And I mean, I'd love to see. Yeah, you I mean, we, we, you know, we do what we're doing, and so far we've done really well just doing what we're doing. So that's what I said to the guys. We just, and I think too, like sometimes you know a VIP's in or a reviewer or someone, and you're trying so hard, you're trying so hard to make everything perfect, and you fuck everything up. Everything's a disaster. 
You know what I mean? You forget something on the dish or something's wrong. So I just, you know what? We just do what we do and don't worry about all this other stuff and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, exactly. And I, I know you said earlier about, um, you know, you struggle for staff or you were struggling for staff. I don't know if you still are, but you said ah. you were struggling for staff. But I see you've got, is it called the S-Pass? Is that what it's called, Sam? Yeah. I mean, Singapore, like, I'll be honest, it is so hard for staff. Like, we struggle. We, I never, since we opened, I've never had enough staff. I've never had a full kitchen team. Yeah. And you need, because the, there's a quota system here, so you need to have a certain amount of local people to get any foreign people. I mean, a lot of the local people here want to be doctors, lawyers, you know, and cooking's almost a bit, you know, the bottom of the barrel, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so they, they, they want to be served, not serving people, so it's very hard to, you know, it's a different, I mean, we're, you know, when we're growing up, like for me, mum and dad are so supportive, but, you know, I'm a chef, it's a career, good on you, like, you know, they support me 100%. We're here, yeah. it's a bit different, they're like, you know, they don't, they don't want them cooking, they want them to be in an office and be a lawyer. And you're like, my God, you know, sometimes I speak to the chef's parents and they want them to give up cooking and I'm like, why would you, like, this guy's so talented and, you know, he's going to be very successful and he couldn't, you know, look at me, I've got a restaurant, this guy can have a restaurant. And it's, maybe, it's sort of, like, it's, it's all different, that, different culture. All that aside, he might be fucking just happy. He might be happy. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. He, he might be happy cooking. Like, it doesn't matter about everything else. Like, if that's what makes him happy, well, then that's what he should be doing. Like, he might hate being exactly, a lawyer. Yeah, he might support hate that. sitting in an office. He might hate all these kinds of Exactly. And he enjoys cooking. Well, then, you've got to do 60 years of it, or, you know, or 40 years or whatever, what, just sitting in an office. And if that's the way you're built, well, then good on you if you're happy. But if you're not happy, exactly, yeah, you're, ha- exactly. you're happy cooking. You should be cooking. That's what I think. Then you should be doing something. Exactly. Basically, an S-Pass is like gold because you can hire... With this pass you can hire basically anyone. So, I mean, I could, you could want to come over and I'd say, right, Robbie, I have an S-Pass. Give me all the information. You know, apply for the pass and you're in. So, the S-Pass is like gold. But you need, to, you need to keep a certain amount of locals to get that to, and to even hold that pass. We've, we've had... We've had someone on an S pass, and then we haven't had enough locals, so they've actually contacted me to say you need to get, you need to terminate that guy. Oh my god! You just say, come on, give me a break. So what do you do in that scenario? Just employ more locals? Yeah, I mean, like I just ignore it. I, I ignore it until <laughs> we get like final warnings, and then I'm just like, fuck! Oh, sorry, I didn't get any of those emails. But yeah, you just gotta basically, and like it's shit because I don't know, like you know, we're. We're a fine dining restaurant, and we sort of need a certain skill level of people. We can't just take anyone because, you know, we've got a standard to uphold, and there's a certain skill you have to have. But at the moment, it's at the stage where you need to just hire anyone, anyone to keep quota. And so it's like very tough. And I mean, it's not just us. It's, it's, it's a, every restaurant here struggles. And also, there's a lot of people that probably want to come and work for you, Sam, as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, um... I mean... Especially after winning the awards, you get people from Australia and they're like, oh my God, we'll be following you. And, and, and like, even in Singapore, you can't take people in stages because only people that have a, um, that are allowed to work in Singapore can come in stage. So if you wanted to come over and work in the kitchen, I'd have to say, like, I would love to, but I can't. It's crazy. And, and can they just walk in and, like, do an inspection and say, okay, passport or something I mean, like that? Yeah, they'll come in and they'll want to... Basically, they'll just walk in and they'll want a list of employees and TCC and, and I mean, you get 
if you get caught, you get big fine, and you won't get quoted for a certain amount of time, six months or a year. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not you worth know, the risk. Have you heard about over here? Um, I just heard it on the, I think it was on the news or the project or something. You know, the, I can't remember. It was literally like two days ago I heard it. If You know now it's 30, oh shit, I, shouldn't, I think it's 38 or 39 hours. All staff can only work maximum 38 to 39 hours, whichever one it is. Did you know that in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now if you're working over them hours, the business owner can go to jail. They can send you to jail for 12 months if you're overworking your staff by over them hours. Like, no shit, you go... So they come in and they say to the staff, obviously some of the staff are going to say, no, no, it's all good, we're, you know, and we're only working 38 or whatever it is. But if they find out that you're overworking people, not even like, you know, years ago, they used to like say, okay, well, we're going to pay you 100 grand. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, minimum yeah. wage, that means you can work 70 hours and you're still within the minimum wage, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't get done. Now it's like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You can pay them whatever you want. You can go to well, jail. That's, that's 38 or 39 hours. That's it. Even if you pay them, 200 grand, that's it, it's still just 38 or 39 still got the... That's it, no more. Yeah. And if you get caught doing it, you got to fuck it. You can go to jail. Go to jail, fucking hell. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, we're, come on. <laughs> we're, we're on that now, so obviously now we're business owners, like, we just make we just make sure that happens. Like, imagine imagine getting caught, you know, all jokes aside now, but imagine just going to jail for 12 months, so, and, you know, just randomly yeah. to come in and check in and say, uh-uh. You're, yeah, your staff's doing 40-hour weeks. Yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, what do you... Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, what yeah. do you do? Yeah, yeah. but it's, I just like... I mean, I you, have no, you have no choice, yeah. Yeah, you just do it, don't you? You just... Like I've said time and time again, if they're the rules and you and you can't... And your business can't run with them rules, well, then you don't have a business. It's as simple as that. They're the rules. Exactly, yeah. If yeah. you can't, you've got to put your prices up or you've got, and if you've got to put your price up and you're not, so you've got to do better marketing, you've got to be able to think outside the box. Because if you can't do it and your business doesn't run with them rules, well, then you don't have a business. And it's as simple as that. And exactly. that's the harsh reality. Yeah, if we couldn't exactly do right. It, if we couldn't do it and we had to go out of business, well, then we couldn't do it. That's it. You know, we just couldn't work with inside yeah. the rules. That's it. Simple as that. Yeah. Um. You worked a lot. You worked a lot of years at Key, right? How did that rub off on you? How how was it at Key? And how did you know? How did that uh, influence you? Because Peter Gilmore, I've heard you say Peter Gilmore's a you're like a mentor to you, Sam. And so how did how yeah, did like that I, you? I mean, I, I love the guy. And I worked there. I worked there three times. Uh, yeah, so in total, maybe probably close to six years. But I worked there three three times, which is insane. Like, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I keep going back. Like, I, keep, I love the place. But I keep going back. You know, that's what you do. And I think the second time I was there, I worked with you. I, I mean, for me, it was more like I loved being in such a big kitchen because you had like cool. We're doing amazing food, and it's got a good name and all that sort of shit that goes with it. But you actually work with, it could, you know, we could have had thirty chefs, and you're working with thirty chefs that are all over the world. You know, like that's how I met you, and you get to, you know, I get to speak to you, and then I learn. You know, I get to know your story, and then you start teaching me stuff that you know. Like it's, it's that is what I love. I think yeah. more. I mean, now we've only you know it's such a small team, and sometimes I miss having the big team where you've just got a bunch of different chefs that have worked. You know, they're from all different countries around the world. They've worked in all these amazing restaurants that you dream of working in, and you get to I don't know you just you're learning from them as well. Yeah, and obviously, Pete for me, I, you know, I, I I was lucky. I was lucky to get to work very close with him and I guess my style even, even now it's it's still very key I mean you know I think Especially I've developed my own style exactly yeah even sometimes I play like Diego my 
Did you? You didn't have a voice with Jagger, did you? I never. No, but I've seen him. I think it was after. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've been played and I knew that. Like he, he also, he also worked at Key. And I mean, I might do a dish and I'll just say to him, I'll say, fuck, it looks, how much does it look like a key dish? Like, fucking hell. <laughs> like, it doesn't taste like one, but just the, just the way, I guess, I guess in a way, it's what I know. It's, it's sort of all I know. I worked there that long and I worked with him and I, I almost think like how he thinks. You know, I'll play yeah, the dish yeah. and, and now that's, that's almost my style, you know? Yeah, exactly. Look, like, I think, I, yeah, I think when I first opened, yeah, my food was very key because it was very comforting and I knew the flavors and I knew, you know, okay, I'll change an ingredient and make it my dish. But now, now I think I've developed my sort of, my style. Yeah, well, when you open the restaurant, you need, you need something to get going, right? You need something that works. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you need a... Like, and okay, it's almost, I, I know these tight. dishes work. Yeah, it's safe. Well, you need to, don't you? I know these dishes work. Exactly. I know this system. And you need to get going. And then from that, then you're going to develop. But on, as well, on the same hand, if you work for someone for six years, they're going to rub off on you. Like, you don't be, like, trained off, you know, some sort of painter or some sort of car designer. Exactly. And then you leave that car designer and then you start making a new wheel. You're just not going to do that. You're going to start doing it. And then over time, over years, you're going to maybe look at things and go, actually, I want to put a line here. And actually, this might start working. And maybe I'm going to find this new ingredient. And I'm exactly. Going to start. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's the way it's going to work. You can't expect someone just to fucking work someone for six years, do that in, day in, day out, leave there, and just start doing something like fucking completely. And do own, exactly, yeah. Exactly. I mean, and like you said, I, I was opening. I knew, I knew it was going to work. And I knew, I, I was saying to Annette, my wife, I said, I knew... Once we open, I said, everyone's going to be slagging me off saying, oh, it's, it's key, it's Tetsuya's. And then I thought, you know what, fuck it. If anyone is allowed to do a key dish, then it's, it's me. Like, you know, I was the head chef there. I worked with him. And I know that, you know, I know that I could do a dish that is inspired by one of his dishes. And he would not give a shit. He'd be so proud and be proud that I, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, when, people, people still at, come here now and they're like, oh, it's just like key. And you're like, oh. That's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he goes all right for himself. Well, like, you know, like the Greg yeah. Gordon Ramsay's and that, when they they work for Marco and then they leave for Merkin Marco, they're going to go on and it takes years for the, you know, they're going to use his sauce recipes. They're going to use his pasta recipes, exactly. whatever it might be. They're going to use them recipes because they know the work. And then over over time, then they'll start developing their own style. And, you know, it's just, it's logical. Exactly. Like, people, people that say that, like, just, you know, like, fuck them anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I mean, that's, what, at the, that's what I was saying at the end. I was so, when, before we opened, I was so worried that I was going to get slammed for being too much like key and too much. And then I think there was one stage which said to me, you know what, who gives a fuck? You know, let's do our thing and we're going to do it. And, you know, fuck all these people that even, you know, are thinking about that. Yeah, exactly. I thought you'd be like, everyone's got a point, mate. Right? Like, what do they say? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck them. Exactly. Exactly. Sam, I know, I know, I think you can talk about this, I think, you know. I know you've got a lot of, uh, a lot of strong beliefs about animal welfare and you did a bit of stuff with Sea mm-hmm. Shepherd. Um, yeah. And also there's a legend, there's a legendary story about bluefin tuna and Tetsuya. I wonder if you can just go into a little <laughs> bit about, a little bit of the, Tell us, first of all, a little bit about the Sea Shepherd thing and your beliefs and all that, and then that legendary story that people might not know. I mean, for me, I, I, love, I love animals. Like, I love animals. And I was, I've also been a vegetarian for maybe two, even more years. Like, I love, 
I love animals. And it's like a very hard thing because I love cooking and I'm a chef and I love creating and I love, you know, I love doing a dish using an animal, which is almost, you know, contradicting myself because I love animals and then I'll, I'll go in the kitchen and I cook them. But, I mean, for me, I love them so much. But when I'm going to Sea Shepherd, you know, I, I love whales. When you go somewhere and you see whales just swimming, it is one of the best things. It's so calming. It's so relaxing. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Like, it's just stunning. You see it and you're just like, how could people just, I mean, how could you kill something like that? And then, you know what I mean? Like, ah, they they can look at you. And there's something going on in their head. Like, they're not not idiots. They're smarter than us. Yeah, when you look at them, it's like looking in a human's eye, isn't it? I would would advise anyone, anyone. I've done it twice. I've done it uh, up in Queensland. We did it there. Um, Next to Fraser Island, we did it there, like a big day. And there were humpbacks which was phenomenal. That was really good, but they come from Canada. Yeah, and there's loads of them. It's quite, you know, it's not like a zoo by any means, but there's a lot of them. There's a lot of boats, and it's quite, a, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit gimmicky. But I mean, it's still, something... they're still beautiful. But then I went and seen them in New Zealand. There's something beautiful about it. And I've seen a sperm whale in New Zealand, just one, just there. It was just off the chart, honestly. It was just incredible. Like I say, I'd advise anyone. It's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I get, for sure. Exactly. And I, I do diving as well, so, I mean, it's something just so peaceful, I love it. And so, I obviously, I, I do a lot of work with Sea Shepherd because, I, for me, I think they get the job done. And I like that they're a bit badass, you know? <laughs> There's some, someone, someone doing something they shouldn't be doing. They're the first ones in there and like, fuck, like, we're gonna, you know, I went to, I went to actually Japan to, um, help them do research with the, you know, the, uh, the dolphin at the coast. Have you ever seen the move at the coast? Yeah, it's when the bass is it. Is it bass when the bass is? Is it the seals? Is that the right one? Is that what they do? Oh, this this one's the dolphins, basically. On the, yeah, the yeah, dolphins. the dolphins. Sorry, it's like sorry, very. It's like a big massacre, isn't it? Is that that one? Is, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like for me, I, you know, I went there. I, I went there with Sea Shepherds, and we did stuff. And it's very. I mean, it's very. When you see it happen, it's like. Oh man, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to because it's intense, but it's it's full on and it's very. It, it like hurts, like it brings a tear to your eye. You're like, yeah, you shouldn't, you know. And so I've done a lot of stuff with them. And for me, it's hard because I love, I love Japan. I love Japanese food. You know, I cook so much Japanese food. I used to work for Tet. You know, like, it, but then I, you know, I do this because I, I love animals, and I think, you know, I don't think they should be doing that. Not, nothing against Japan, or nothing against the rest of the world, or anything like that. It's just my opinion. But then the same thing with, with, with tuna. So basically, bluefin tuna is an endangered species. So I don't believe in serving an endangered species. Like for me, it's like, why would you do that? And so, for me, I was, uh, basically the story I was working at Tetsu, we got you in one chef, day, I can't... It wasn't like was you were chef just like a chef to party or something, like you were a sous chef, so you were... No, like, like I, I was, you were right I was sous chef, so it was one of the... Yeah. Exactly, I was one of the I was one of the one of the bosses, and I think Tets was I think maybe they just opened in Singapore. But anyway, he wasn't there, but we got it. We got a chip, we got a blue pin tuna in, and I said to the head chef at the time, I said like, "Fuck, we shouldn't. I don't believe in serving this. We should not be serving this." And I and he was like, "Well, you know, we've got it, and we have to serve it." I said, "Well, you know, I, I, you know, this is something I believe in, and." I don't think we should be serving it. And I said, as long as it's going to be here and as long as we're serving it, then I will not work 
I will not be in the kitchen. And so I went home. And then I came back the next day in the morning and I said, oh, you know, at the end of the day, I thought, fuck it. I thought, to be honest, I, I went back home and I thought, fuck, I thought, oh, that's it, I lost my job. Like, I'm working at Tess, like a legendary restaurant, best restaurant, <laughs> you know, one of the best restaurants in the fucking world. And I thought, what am I doing? And, you know, I believe in it. So I was like, fuck it. And I thought, and, you know, if he sacked me, I thought he sacked me. And, and I leave him my fucking head up high. Um, yeah. And then I came back the next day and I, and I said, like, you know, hang on, chef. And I said, are we... We still got tuna, and he's like, we, we still got the tuna. So, all right, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. So, fuck it. I went home, <laughs> and then I think I did that. I think three days I came back, and the fourth day came in, the tuna had all been sold, and I said, all right, I'm ready to work. So I came in, and I fucking, I came in, and I pushed on, and I kept working, and I, and I think Ted came, he me in the office, and he had a big. Um, I mean, he, he took me into the office, and I thought to myself, I thought, fuck, that's it. He's going to sack me. I thought, I'm fucking getting fired. First job I've ever been fired at. And I thought, it's tech? Fuck. I want another. But, and so I went in there and I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to stand up for myself because Ted is very, you know, like he's an absolute legend. Yeah. And I'm actually very good friends with him now. And I thought, you know, like this guy, I respect him so much and I would never ever talk back to him and I'll never disrespect him or anything. And I thought to myself, I want to go in there and I'm going to stand up with myself because I thought, well, fuck it. I thought to myself, he's going to find me. So I thought, I'm going to fucking stick up for myself. And so, you know, like we were having a bit of a, a little bit of a heated discussion. And at the end, I think he actually respected me for, you know, he didn't believe, you know, he thought basically I was an idiot for doing this. And, you know, he, he was trying to, he was, he was, at the end of the day, you know, he was trying to prove me wrong, saying, you know, I need to prove to him that they're endangered species. And I'm, and I'm going to him. No, you, you've got to, you know, you proved to me that they're not. I mean, it was stupid. Yeah, um, yeah. But they are, aren't they? They are. It's something I believed in, and I, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And at the end, I think he respected me for it. And he said to me, and the way we left it, he was like, okay, so if I get bluefin tuna, I'll send you a text, and you stay at home. And I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> Done. And did the end? I said, look, any, any. No, we didn't get it when I was there, so I think I made a bit of a, I made a bit of a point. You won, but that's a win. That's a win. Yeah, I think it's a win. Yeah. I said to him, like I said, I, and obviously I said to him, like, I respect you so much, and you're, you know, I love you, you're a legend, and I said, this is something I really believe in, and I said, I have no problem with you getting any other fish or anything, and I'm the first one in there, and I'm here an hour early every day, and I work my ass off for you, and I said, but this, I just can't do this. So, I yeah, even still, even still, I, I so will not the, serve it in the restaurant. And from that, right, um... I then, I, I, I think you, we were speaking shortly, you know, shortly after that, and you were telling me this story, like, you were like, fuck, I can't believe I did this and that, and I was like, oh, at this point, I didn't, you know, again, a bit ignorant, I didn't really know it was endangered and all the rest of it, and to be totally honest, yeah, I mean, I didn't either. Yeah, so you told me. Before this, I'd been serving it, no problem. Yeah, so when you told me, I then went, and then I said, doing a bit of research on it, and I was like, oh, shit, watch some videos, TED Talks, this, that, the other, and I was like, oh, shit, okay, this is real. Then I went to Rockpool. And I, sp- and I sp- spoke to Zach, who was the head chef at the, uh, head chef at the Rockpool at the time. I said, look, Sam's done this. Um, I think, you know, I think maybe you should, we should have a look at what he's talking about and we should do this. And we were using Bluefin at the time. And then Zach was like, yeah. oh, that was it. Zach, st- that's it. Stop that. We didn't get, we, we stopped getting Bluefin after that. We, that was it. We didn't get yeah, it yeah, again. That's, see, amazing. And for me, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, like, fuck, bluefin tuna, the tastiest thing, oh, delicious. And don't get me wrong, I would, l- I want it to get, you know, there's a population where we can, 
fish it sustainably or whatever, and we can use it because I fucking love it. But if it's an endangered species, I'm like, let's try and let's protect that species. Like, fuck, there's animals. Yeah. Look at rhinos. We're going to lose the rhinos. Bloody hell. I know. I, what, I was, the information that I read about it was um, it said if, you, if we stopped something like if we stopped fishing it for um, I, I think it was like six, it's been a while. This is going back a few years now, but it was something along the lines yeah. not very long, like six years. If we stopped fishing it full stop for six years, and then fished it like you know properly quotas, and everyone stuck to the quotas, and not like and did it properly, then it, then we could have it. It'd be it'd, it wouldn't be as, as as free reign as it used to be. But we could go back to having it, and we could do it properly, and you know, and it would be a luxury. Exactly, item. and that's what that's what I want. I want a service. Like don't get me wrong, delicious. Oh, I've never had it before. It's off the chart. You know, it really it's, it's off the chart. But like you say. I've had this conversation as well with Michael, and now I wouldn't eat it. Like, not until I know it. I don't want to be part of that. You know, it's a crime at the end of the day. Exactly, yeah. Like, I, I have not served it in the restaurant for, God, I don't, I don't even know, like, years. Yeah. And now I think, like, and, so I, think and I, don't think, I would love to, yeah. But I don't think Rockpool do it at all anymore. I think that's it. I think they've knocked it on the head and everything. Like, like I said, I think I was going to talk to Zach. The top guys need to stand up and be like, okay, we're not doing it. So now I've, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you should. And like, it was a, it was a big decision for me to do it because at the end of the day, I had, I, I was two shepherd at amazing job, and for my career, amazing. Like, <laughs> like a big decision, and I just had to think, like, do I just serve it and be like, you know, I could have just went to work and served it and just been like whinging on Clark, you know, we're idiots, blah blah blah. And I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna. I don't believe in it, and I'm going to stand up for it, and if I lose my job over it, then I was happy to lose my job, and I thought, I so I'm it. going to, you know, yeah. I love, I love I mean, don't get me wrong, I was shitting my pants, but I thought, <laughs> fuck, it's just going to kick my ass. What am I doing, you cockhead? Oh. But it's so good, I love that story, and like I say, if you, if you believe in something, and it's, the, and it's right, you should stand up, you should, you should stand up for what you believe in, I totally agree with exactly. that. Exactly, just, just go for it. So, like, I, I think that you're, I don't know if you're going to be happy doing this, but I believe you're one of the most creative people that I've worked with, I've the opportunity to work with, you know. Some of the dishes you do are, are beautiful. And I want to see if we can just quickly look into your head. I'm putting you on the spot here, and maybe it is a bit, and maybe it's yeah. too much, and you're a bit like, whatever. But I, what I want to do is I want to give you some ingredients, and I want to try and, it's just an entree main dessert, one ingredient for oh, thing. fucking hell, you're killing me. I just want to see... If it, what, you know, when you when someone says to you langoustines for an entree, how you, what what goes mm. through your head? What goes through your head? So let's start with that. Let's start with langoustine or, or what do you call them in Australia? Like um, like, like a marin or yabby. Yeah, marin. Yeah, like a marin or a yabby. Yeah, yeah marin, yeah. yabby, langoustine, that kind of thing. So if you if you're trying to design a dish with that, and you can even yeah. go back to one that you've already done. What's the thought yeah. process? Do you think like? How am I going to cook it? What, are we going to poach it? Are we going to grill it? So what is your thought, thought process when you create a dish like that? Yes. Well, straight away, if I think that, I think, okay, well, yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking the flavor. So it's probably, you know, marin, it's like lobster, prawn, that sort of flavor. And then I would think, what are you? What are you? And like, to be honest, like, even with my dishes, I make a lot of this shit up. I'm not, I don't think I'm the best chef in the world. And I, sometimes I push it out of my ass. And, you know, within 10 minutes, we come up with a dish and put it on the menu. Like, fucking hell, I'm not the... I'm not the uh, poster boy chef. Yeah, yeah. But if I think, I think straight away, I think how, how, how to cook it. So, I mean, Marin, I'm probably thinking, okay, I'm going to poach it maybe in like a salt water brine or something very, very nice and soft because I want the texture. I'm, probably, I'm looking more for probably the texture. And then for me, I think that's the, I think 
what I would eat, what I would eat with it. So straight away, if I'm going to have like a, I'm in Marin, but I'm, I'm thinking like prawn. If I have prawns, I want something like pickled, or I want something like a nice little acidic sauce or something, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'll put something obviously pick, I'll put something pickled with it. I need a good mouthfeel, so I need something. I need something creamy or something just to bring the dish together. So, I mean, at the moment we have one and we, we actually make, we make fresh ricotta, but we make it so soft so it's almost like cream with little curds in it. Yeah. Because when we eat the dish, I want, I want you to get a beautiful texture of that marin, but then, I don't know, like a creamy mouthfeel and all the sort of rich in your mouth. When you say and the you texture of the marin, are you want it like a bit dense, a bit like... Yeah, because for me, I, I'm thinking, whenever I think seafood like this, I'm thinking like Christmas at home and we get cooked prawns and you get that sort of like, they're cooked, they're almost like a little bit, Crunchy. not, not like overcooked, yeah, but, but a bit of a bite to it where you can see yeah. bite it. I hate it, I hate it if you get it that's like mushy and soft and... It's fluffy. You know what I mean? Like I want, yeah, which I don't like that, so I want the, I want that almost like texture of when I'm eating a prawn for Christmas at home with mum and dad like like delicious so I want yeah, that yeah. texture and then I obviously want something pickled because I, that's how I like to eat it and then something could be creme fraiche it could be you know a soft, it could be ghost cheese it could be anything just you know a bit of bit acidic but it's got a nice creamy mouthfeel to it and then would you what about veg, would you put, what you put veg, would you put vegetable with it or what would you what would you do you know, and sometimes, I, at the moment, sometimes I don't, like, fuck, sometimes I do a dish and I'm, I, I go to Diego, I'm like, fuck, it's just all protein, there's not one. <laughs> but, uh, like, sometimes I think, fuck, is that, is that even allowed? Like, can you do that? Is that in the co- cooking, like, rule book? But, I mean, I would pickle something, so maybe it would be a vegetable. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm pickling now with it. I'm using the, you know, the watermelon, I'm using the green, the rind of the watermelon, because it has that really nice, we can, we actually compress it in the pickle. And it almost has like this squishy, sort of a crunchy texture. Not the skin, just the just that bit Not, between yeah. the skin and the pink. Yeah, exactly. Like just that little sort of a whitey, screeny part. Yeah, yeah. The compression was the, delicious. It's got that awesome texture. We, I did a dish which I kind of got from. I kind of, I did get to be totally honest. Really, ninety. 70 percent of it from Paul Cunningham, where he does a. I think yeah, he does yeah. it with pot watermelon, and we used to do a langoustine ceviche with compressed watermelon. Yeah. It was lo- That was lovely. Uh, yeah. Again, you get that crunch and then the freshness, and yeah, it was beautiful. And yeah. then, but sometimes for me, it's more about the actual the textures when you're eating rather than you know. Obviously, the dish has got to look pretty, it's got to taste good, but I find it cool when you're eating and you get like a cool. Crunch, a squishy sort of thing, and then some creamy stuff. Maybe the pops, maybe some of the pops or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, if you're going to do a main course like a duck, what you're thinking? Yeah, let's just say duck. What you think if you get like a duck? Yeah, that, if say duck straight away, I'm shitting myself because it can either be amazing or dry as fuck. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like for me, ducks are ducks hard to cook. So when, whenever I cook it, I I try and cook it like quite at a l- low temperature because I want to get the really nice juicy texture of the duck. Not dry. I hate going somewhere and the, and the duck's dry. You either, for me, you either got to cook it. I mean, I can't roast it. If I roast the duck breast, I mean, sometimes it's... I mean, like I said, I, I make half the shit up. Sometimes I'm feeling it going, is it cooked? I've got no idea. I make it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people think, they come in, they think, fuck, you've got a mission star, you must be the best chef in the world. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm winging half the time. Um... <laughs> 
it's like, what the fuck? There's, there's so much stuff going on, different textures. There might be a really nice element. So fig straight away, I, I love them. And I, yeah. I would try and use them. I would use, the, obviously, the figs. I'll try and get the leaves as well and make an, make an ice cream or or some sort of custard or something using the fig leaf. Because the fig leaf is sometimes, I think, more tasty than the actual fruit itself. Yeah, I love fig leaves. Uh, they are oh, unbelievable. And again, that was a new, I only recently started using using them later on in my in my career. I didn't really know much about them. We used to do a great dish at Rockpool actually with um, toothfish. You know, obviously you know toothfish, and we used yeah, to yeah. Br- brush the fig leaf with well, I think with a bit of olive oil, and then we would wrap the toothfish up in the in the fig leaf. You might need to use four of them. Wrap it up like a parcel, and then we baked it in the oven with the with the. Um, actually, we fried it on the flat top. Tell a lie. We fried it on the flat top. Inside the fig leaves, and honestly, that aroma was just incredible. I loved the fig leaves; they were fantastic. Yeah, like sometimes, it's, yeah, sometimes trying to use the whole, you know, it's not, you know, everyone just thinks, okay, figs, you buy some figs, but you try and try and get hold of the leaves, or even even some of the, I don't know, like some of the wood from the, you know, a, you know, some of the branch or something. Yeah, like you could smoke, you could smoke something exactly over the over the wood or the leaves. And you know that fig, fig, fig ash or fig smoked or whatever you know whatever it might be like you say you're trying to exactly because I, I, I always say that trying to be creative supporting the flavour they used to say that all the time is like trying to support the flavour so you know you do a fig whatever it might be let's just say some roasted figs or whatever and then you do a fig ice cream with the leaf so that fig trying to help that one out do you know what I mean and then you might do something exactly like yeah so yeah. they're all trying to like they're all singing off the same hymn sheet really do you know what I mean that's the way I look at it exactly but yeah. what do I know believe me I don't know I'm just fucking I'm going like, what do I know like, a lot yeah. more than I do that's for sure um, but yeah it's interesting to think like to see how, how you think about things you know I mean, for me, I, I try now. I'm trying more to be. Obviously, it's got to be. At the end of the day, it's got to be tasty because no matter what you do, it has to be. Someone's going to eat it. So yeah. It's, it has to be. It has to taste good. And everyone looks straight away at the presentation, so you have to make it look beautiful. Because especially now, you put the dish. I mean, it's so annoying. You put the dish down in front of them. They don't eat it for about 20 minutes because they're taking a thousand photos. They're turning it, they're twisting it. You're like, just eat the fucking dish. Yeah, it's really like annoying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, I spent, I spent all fucking day in the kitchen, coming, you know, <laughs> working my ass off to produce you this, and then you're just fucking around, swishing the sauce around the place, and then the photo looks like shit. I'm like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's funny. I'm like one of them. Well. I'm, I'm like that. I'm not. Uh, I mean, I do it too. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I do okay. it too. I understand it. So it's like, oh, whatever. Anyway, what all yeah, the years? It's got to be tasty. Over the years, you, you've, you've had the opportunity to work with some amazing chefs. And I like to do this, especially with like, guys like yourself who, you know, you've worked with some great, some great people that people might not know. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. chefs that don't get the opportunity. And I just like to ask the, some people who, who they've worked with and thought, you know, not the head chefs, but some, you know, chefs at parties and you're going, you know, they are really awesome guys. And I'm so glad yeah. I got the opportunity yeah. that no one else might know. Who are some of them guys? Oh, God, I mean... Terry Robinson. That's my. That's that's um, mine. That, he's definitely he's for these, sure. These guys you see them. I mean, I remember when he first started, and I thought, "Fucking hell, he's good." Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, and another one. Um, I mean, you work with Fred too. Fred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Molina. Yeah. Like, there's 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 some people you actually you work with, and you're like, I mean, you're like shit. They're a chef. 
You know, like they, they're saying they just have it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, you can, they just have it. And it's annoying as it is, but they're like legends. Yeah. I probably, yeah. I remember when I, like you say, with Terry, I got there and I was like, you know, this skinny guy, quite, he's pretty young. And I was like, he's fuck, he's just like cruising, like totally cruising. I was like, what the fuck is this guy made out of? Like, you know, he just seems, he's like not stressed. Three hat restaurant, best restaurant in Australia at the time. And he's like taking the pace and just like cruising along, like it's a fucking like you're just yeah. taking the dog for a walk. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, is this guy yeah. made of? And then he's like, so for it. Yeah. brewing like ginger beer, having ginger beer stashed in the dry store, and I'm like, what is exactly, yeah. this guy? Like, as if he owned the place. You know what I mean? Just cruising that. Yeah. Like, I was in awe of that guy. I, I, even still this day, I, like I, he, he he was. Yeah, yeah, he was very good, and like, I and he was so fucking young. I mean, there's yeah. been heaps. There's even um, another guy, Merrick, um, who I was with at Key. I think he's, he's now, um, I think he's now the sous chef at Noma. Like, he was good too. But those, they're like really good guys, like legends. And at the time, you think, fuck, they're good, and like way better. Than, you know, I was a head chef, and I thought, fuck, they're way better than I am. And fucking hell, how do I? You know what I mean? Like, you're like, they're good. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like I'm fucking shit. But that's the thing. I think that's the I think that's the key, Sam. You don't. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. You just don't. Yeah. And yeah. you just manage them, and that's a that's a whole other skill. You know, like like Zaff and Rockpool. He one of his quotes was, "I'm rarely the best chef in the kitchen, but I'm great at managing oh, a team." Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you've just got to be humble like that. It's, yeah, it's it's interesting for these guys. That's what I mean. I work with people, even Diego, my head chef, fucking hundred times better the chef than I am. Like yeah. hundred times. Like he can, he can cook me under the table. You know, I get I come up with a dish and I give it to him straight away and say, here, can you cook me this? Because <laughs> I know he can nail it, and it'll be amazing. I, I cook it, and I'm there going, fucking, I'm putting a little cut in the side to see if it's fucking cooked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I'm the first one to say it. I'm not, you know, legend. I'm the first one to say to people. You know, I'm still learning too, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Honestly, that's that's fucking great to hear. Honestly, what um, what new technique are you using at the moment? What, like, like you say, the the is it the brine brine poaching? Is that something? Yeah, I'm using that? a lot of. Yeah, I'm using a lot of like salt brines. I find I find when I when I when I cook in like a brine it. I don't know, the texture's the text really good, but there's a lot of moisture. I don't know, because you think, I don't know, you sort of get trained, salt draws out moisture. You know, that's, yeah. that's the normal way to think. If you put salt on, you put salt on a cucumber, then all this moisture's going to come out. Yeah. But if you cook something in a salt brine, it actually almost traps in all the moisture, keeps in all the juices and all the, and, and gives it a really good texture. So we're doing that, we're doing, we're obviously fermenting, everyone's sort of fermenting, but I'm trying to, I mean, I'm, you know, sometimes old, I mean, I hate reading. I'll try and look at, try and do a bit of research on how, okay, how, the, how do you ferment properly? And I read, a, you know, a couple of lines. I'm like, how fucking boring. I said, all right, I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's so, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not the A-grade student that I'm sitting down trying to fucking, you know, I'm trying to sound out the words. What the hell is that word? No one knows. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm sorry, then I'm just like, fuck it. I'm getting some salt, I'm getting some water. I'm going to chuck in the back of the bag, I'm going to put it here, give it a week. You know, sometimes you get it, you're just like, fuck, that is inedible. You could not, you kill someone. And then other times you get it, you're like, holy shit, that is like the best thing you've ever, like the flavor, the umami, oh my God. It's all trial and error. Is that what it is, trial and error? 
Jürgen? Yeah, for me it is. Uh, I do it. Yeah. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work. And sometimes you, you've got an idea, okay, we're gonna, I don't know, we're gonna, we're gonna get, like at the moment we're fermenting some wheat. And then you're doing the wheat and then something fucks up and then you're going like, from that mistake is something amazing. You're like, oh my god, this is something new you've never seen? Like, I've never seen this before. And then you, yeah. and then you forget about what you were gonna do and you start moving on to this new thing. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's nice to get yeah, the opportunity. That's the fun about being in the kitchen. Like you said, I'm the boss, so if I can do it. And I, if it doesn't work, we, we keep on going. We keep training. We keep doing something else. Do you only wait? What ingredients are, you, uh, are exciting you at the moment? I'm doing. A, I'm, I'm using a lot of stuff from Japan. Because it's, like I said, in Singapore, everything is imported. You import from Australia, Europe, you know, all through Asia, Japan. Um, so I get a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, through Japan. Yeah, okay. But I guess the seafoods, because you can go to all the different seafood markets <coughs> and you can, I mean, half the stuff I've never seen before. <laughs> like, you know, there's, you know, I've never seen it and you can't get it, you don't get it in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And so I, and like the good thing, you know, I go through the list, I ask them, I say, you know, tell me something, show me something interesting, they'll send me photos and I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, I'll get one in and then we'll, we'll play around with it. Yeah. Especially in so Japan. Exactly, it's all just, it's all trial and error. You know, I try different ways of cooking it. And then, you know, I'll go on the computer and I'll research and I'll, and I'll see what other people have done with it and get some ideas. Okay, so, you know, they might, you know, it might just traditionally get so raw, but what about if we hit it with a blowtorch or what about if we just quickly kiss it on the grill? So, a lot of stuff in Japan, or I try and get stuff, local stuff. So, I'll go to the local markets here because in Singapore, we use, you know, we're using a lot of local ingredients here, and the way we do it is completely different from any way they've ever had it before. Because at the end of the day, I don't know how it's traditionally done. Yeah, yeah, I get like it. Like black moss, you know what I mean? Like I don't know how to use it, so I get it. and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck! What are we going to do with it? How do we, you know? And when the guests come in, it's very familiar. They know, you know, they like the flavors are familiar, and the texture, but we've never ever had it this way. Yeah, because you, oh, you yeah, don't have it, you don't, yeah, exactly, there's no stigma for you, is it? Like, you're meant to have this Exactly, life. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can just do whatever. They get it, they might go, that just goes in, that goes in soup. They only have that in soup. And I'm yeah. getting it, and I'm like, drying it out, I'm grilling it, making it into a crisp, you know, or something, and they're like, you know, I've never had it like this. It's good, it's yeah, a good, right. it's a good way to do it, for sure. And there's a lot of stuff, a lot of Asian ingredients that is amazing. Oh, you must be scratching your head every day. What's the, uh, what's the best bit of advice you've ever been given, sir? Oh, that's tough. I mean, for me, it's just don't take, don't take, don't take it all too seriously. Because I mean, uh, for a chef, it is, like I said, I'm here, you know, and I still have to tell myself this because sometimes, you know, you take a, you're working your ass off and you, someone might say negative comments and you, you take it, you know, you, you work so hard, you take it to heart. You're like, fuck. You know, like it almost, you know, puts you down a little bit. But you don't, at the end of the day, you got to think to yourself, you don't take it too seriously. You ain't. And like I said, well, that's the same with those stars and everything. You, you know, you can just put your head down and you try and work very, very hard and you do the best you can and you just keep on that track and then just things will start coming. You'll start getting, you know, accolades. You'll start, you know. Well, I, think, I believe what you're saying and I do agree with what you're saying. But I think as well, you've just got to be honest with yourself as well, you know. You've really got to be honest exactly. with yourself and be like, I'm a, you know, like, don't expect things to happen if you know it's shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you taste it and you think, oh, that's all right, or that looks all right, well, then you've got, you've got to be yeah. honest with yourself. Do you know what I mean? 
Exactly. And for me, I always go, whenever I taste something and I think, I always go with my first thought. Sometimes you taste it and you think, fuck, it's salty. Then you try it again and you're like, well, maybe it's okay. Or Talk yourself out of it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you start going, no, no, I can get away with it. And sometimes you, you know, I yeah. always, always go with your, you know, you know what you're talking about. You know what you've trained. You trained fucking hard. You know what you're talking about. So you go with your yeah. first instinct. We've all done that, haven't we? For sure. We've all oh, my God. Like, oh. Yeah. I mean, no, I say that. I, I still do it every day. I'm like, fuck, is that, do you think it's too salty? Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck. And you've worked so hard. Like, when you, like, you know, if you're chef to party or whatever else, and you think, you know, I want, if the fucking head chef doesn't try this and no one complains, I'm off tomorrow. I'll just tip it down the sink yeah. and put it back on the yeah. list. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> 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 throw, throw it at the bottom of the bin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cover it up. Yeah. You've, you've just got to be honest with yourself, right? Every, like you say, every time. Exactly. And yeah. That's a good one. So I guess that's a good bit of advice there. That, Go with your first instinct. If you think it's salty, go there's a good chance it, yeah. it's going to be salty. If you think it's too acidic, it's probably going to be too acidic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you think it's tasty as fuck, then you know what? It's tasty. Go with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your favourite cookbook? I got how because you know I have a, I also have a big problem with cookbooks. Uh, how would you cook it? I'm trying to think that. Oh, shit them all over. That's you hard. Them all. Yeah. You've moved them around so many times, right? Every time oh I speak to you, it's like, you know oh. <laughs> And I have boxes and boxes. I mean, I have them all over the shelf, but we move, and it's like, the biggest pain they are. <laughs> and because, of course, I, I don't, I, you know, you look after them, like, don't drop the box. I can kick your ass. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Probably my, probably my best, probably my best book is I have the uh, first edition of White Heat. Yeah, okay. Or a market white heat. And I think that's, I, I mean, for me, that's like almost, I have actually all of them in first first edition, but that one is probably, because that's such a, I mean, as a chef, that he was like a legend. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I just, got, yeah, yeah, as a chef, he's a legend. Have you seen, um, my, probably my favourite one is, even though it's not about me, I just like to throw my bit of, my two pence in as well. I, um, I like Michael Fair White's, is it, uh, Land from, uh, Food from Land and Sea? Is it Food from Land and Sea? Yeah, amazing. Like, I, yeah, I've got yeah. that in amazing. paperback. It's just in paperback, like roll it up, put it in your pocket kind of book. It's, but lo- no, yeah. no pictures, no nothing. It's just a fucking great book. Yeah. You know, if you want a bird long, if you want a red wine, if you want Medina sauce, if you want, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. It's the it's the fucking go. I love that book. Damn. Oh, I'm trying to think now. I've got I'm trying to go through my book collection. Also, Michelle Bra, I got his book, which is always a. Because sometimes you know what? Sometimes you need inspiration, and people always say, "Like, how do you come up with a dish?" And you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm not one of those chefs that. I mean, I don't come up with a dish by going to I don't know the mountain and staring at the mountain and going, "Fuck, I've just come up with this amazing dish." Like, I don't know where the hell they get that from because I can't do that. I went to see. I went to. Listen to um, oh, what they're called. Um, what's the Fernandria? It was either it was either Fernandria or what the other ones. Um, I think it might be. Yeah, it was. It was Fern- when Fernandria come over yeah. from um, to launch that book and in Sydney when we were there and all that. And he was like, what you're saying there. He said, yeah, I was oh, one of the guys. I think it was him. But he was like, you know, I was flying over the desert in the plane coming to Australia or coming back to Australia or whatever and I could see all the desert and I knew I just had to create a dish that reminded me of the desert I'm like fucking hell what's you on about like, <laughs> like, like is, that, is that true like I, I hear that shit all the time I'm like are you fucking serious is that true 
Yeah, I, like, I, want, I want whatever he's on. Like, okay, yeah, exactly. that's what's going dishes. Like, fuck me. Exactly. Like, no, I, 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 I mean, I go diving. I don't sit in the water all of a sudden and just go like, oh my god, I have the best sashimi dish. Pop. Like, what the fuck? But maybe I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I don't know. You are. I don't get it. Maybe, maybe I am, yeah, you maybe are. I when you are playing enough. You've seen these colours from when you're diving in the coral and, you know, the, the colours. Maybe yeah. subconsciously that's in your brain and then, you, you know, because your stuff does look pretty natural, to be fair, doesn't it? Like, even, you know, it's, it's but like I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I make it, sometimes people ask, what do you come up with this? And I'm like, oh, well, fuck, that, that was inspired by Mount Fuji when I went past them. And I'm thinking myself, what a load of crock shit. Like, I'm making this shit up. Really, I ran around for 10 minutes in the kitchen because something didn't come in, and I was like, I have to put a fucking dish on. Ah. Yeah. I pulled something out of my ass, and I'm like, that's all right. Looks pretty cool. Tastes good. Uh, and then I go out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, when I, when I flew over the mountain, and I seen, yeah, droplets on the, oh, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's so honest. I love the honesty, Sam, honestly. I mean, Sam, that's what I, mean. I mean, you know, people come here, and they think, I've won all these awards, and I must be... I make a lot of stuff up as well. It's not all about, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still, I'm still learning how to cook. I'm still learning how to manage people. I'm still learning how to run a restaurant. I, um, I make a lot of it up. I work for a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he was a really, you know, a really good chef, one stars and this, that, the other, when I was younger. And I was like, I was obviously in awe of him. I was young. He's like, oh, this guy's unbelievable. You know, he knows everything. And everything, this, this, this. And then as I got older, and I started getting more older books. You know, at the beginning, I was buying, like, modern books. Gary Rose or whoever yeah. it was. And then I started getting some older books, you know, old French guys and this, that, the other. And um, and I'd start looking at the recipes. I'd be like, that's not recipe I used to use. They'd be like, hang on a minute. That's a, that's a dish. I've done that dish before. And then I'd be like, oh. That is the dish. Yeah, like, he wasn't thinking of these dishes. He was looking at these books that I didn't know. And he was putting these dishes on. And I, and I, and I just assumed that it was... Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're like an inch in front of the next person, do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah, really that's, matter. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's really... all that matters. You just can't fall behind them. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Listen, I want to wrap this up. Yeah, so just to finish... I know it, and I'll talk shit forever. <laughs> just to finish, I want to ask you some quick questions. So, noodles or rice? Ooh, noodles. Uh, sashimi or sushi? Oh, fuck, these are hard questions. Um... Oh, shit, that's tough. Uh, sashimi. Crab or lobster? Crab. Yeah, me too. That's, that's, a lot of people would yeah, say that, crab. but yeah, me too. because nah, lobster's too easy. Yeah, I love crab. Man, I love, love, love crab. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, grass-fed or grain-fed? Grass. I'm thinking of the answer to this 100%. one. 100%. You, you see, I'm grain. You know, I, I know it's not right, but I'm grain. What are you? I'm grass. Grain the cow is grass. I know. I know it's not right. I know. I know. I know, and I believe it. Oh, I know. I know. I, I, know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But if it's t- <laughs> I'm not saying what I eat. It's what I like. Mishima. Mishima. When we spoke to Zach, Mishima is a great. Um, you know, it sits perfectly. It's grass fed, but it tastes like grain. So Mishima's the Mishima's the the, the, the well the brief. There we go. Yeah, yeah, so that's the goal. Um, Marco or Ferenadia? Ah, oh, fucking Marco. The, the legend. All day long, isn't it? All day long. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Sam, it's been awesome talking to you. I think this is like the first time I've spoken in like a year and a half or something like that, or maybe two no, years. No, way too long. So You're going to have to come visit me as well. Come Man, to the restaurant. I, uh, I, I know. I, I, I'm desperate. I am desperate. I'm, look, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, if I can, I'm, I wouldn't mind just flying out for two days and then flying back, literally come and have some food. Oh, and, my God. Uh, and, uh, but, yeah, I, I've definitely... On one of me things to do, I really want to come and fly out and eat there. And you know, you know, I love you. You know, I love you. I know, I know, I know. Please do. We'd love to have you here. You're Perfect. always welcome. All right. Well, listen, Sam. I'm going to go. Look after yourself in the future, and I hope you just keep winning everything. And I hope the restaurant's busy. And yeah, what you do, I love what you do. And yeah, keep going. You're a legend. Thank you, Robbie. Thanks, Sam. Take care. Good night, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Bye, bye. If you enjoyed the show, please share with friends or give us a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app. And until next week, have a good one.